0: Hey, everyone, welcome to Tipping Point, the power of clarity. I'm your host, Tamita Zamani. Um, Okay, so I'm going live from Israel today, which is amazing. Um, I've been in Israel for the last couple weeks and um invited my good friend Shannon Snow to uh join the podcast. Uh Shannon, are you there? Welcome. Hi, hi. it's so good to see you. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. So good to see you too. Um, so Shannon's joining us from Miami. Actually, uh, I saw Shannon just a couple months ago. We were hanging out in Miami, so it's it's really nice to be reunited. Um, so the purpose of this show is obviously the power of clarity. How do we turn one of the most difficult things in our life into power and the clarity that led us there? But sometimes you don't need really difficult situations. You just need to get clarity, right? And so I think you are somebody that's so phenomenal at getting really, really specific and clear and then taking action. So, um, actually Shannon for context, why don't you tell people a little bit about your background and then we'll jump into the clarity.
1: Absolutely. It's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, So my name is Shannon Snow. I'm the director of entertainment at Meta, formerly Facebook, and an angel investor. Um, I lead a team that works with streaming, sports, publishing, film, and TV companies to help them grow their businesses. And then previously to that, I was a longtime Googler, um, helped grow a bunch of different businesses to a billion-dollar level. And most importantly, I'm very passionate about helping women succeed. Um, So I've recently been in angel investing in female-founded startups and mentoring diverse founders. So I'm really excited that we're going to talk not only about clarity, but about females in business and investing. So thanks so much for this opportunity.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. I feel really, really passionate about uh, female. Uh, Well, female anything, really. Um, You know, Shannon, I, I think that as we consider what's happening in the world, you know, post pandemic, we're not totally out of the woods yet, but lots of, uh, lots of things are still in flux. Um, the market and investing has become a really hot topic. And unfortunately, um, women are not really in the market. They're not really in the game. Only 26% of women are invested in the stock market. Women tend to still earn less, Uh, get spend more time on education, and they just aren't taking as much initiative with their finances. And when it comes to startup founders, they're not getting enough investment. So what do you think about this sort of conundrum and this issue?
1: Yeah, I mean, this was definitely something that led me to want to get involved in investing. Um, one of the jobs that I had that I most loved was leading a team called the Disruptors at Facebook. At that time, we worked with Series B through exit level IPO startups, um, You know, helping them acquire customers and rapidly grow. So I had this opportunity to work with literally hundreds of founders across Silicon Valley and New York and across the country. And they were all passionate. Many of them were mission-driven. They were so amazing. But what I noticed was you know, they weren't necessarily female. Um, and when I started looking into it, you know, at that time, you know, I think 2.2% of VC investment was going to female founders. I think, you know, it it raised to 2.8% in 2020, um, and actually, it is going in a good direction. But, um, but clearly, there's a long way to go. So that certainly um, was a really a critical factor for me in deciding wow. to become more involved in angel investing and really make sure that we are, you know not only thinking about our own financial health as women in business and women in the world, but paying it forward and investing in females that are, you know, trying to grow their businesses and have even better, bigger impact.
0: Yeah, no, that makes total sense. You know, uh, before we started the show, we were just talking about how women live longer than men and they retire with 35% less assets, less revenue. Um, That is, that's really sad I mean, this is a this is a thing in America, and I know there's no quick fix for this, but I'd love to hear your thoughts about that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think one thing is just some context and uh, being kind to ourselves. You know, when we look at some of the history, of women were not able to open a checking account independently in the U.S. until the 60s. Um, And it wasn't until the mid 70s when actually there was legislation um, making it so that women had equal access to credit cards. So, you know, for some of us that are, you know, born a little bit after that era, but really not too long, I think just realizing that there's been a long history of limiting women's access to financial resources um, and really masculinizing money. And so while I would say that, of course, you know, it's within our power to get more interested, we also have to be kind and realize that there's been a long history of why this is the case, and it's okay to recognize that and just move forward knowing that um, we're taking a step in the right direction.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think that you've done a really nice job um, focusing on investing, focusing on angel investing early. So like if somebody isn't at that stage of like, you know, being really far along, what are some like initial early stage steps you would uh, recommend for them? Well,
1: I think there's the, you know, kind of putting the oxygen mask on for yourself and then putting it on for others. So I think if you're at a place where you want to take control of your own financial health, I think there's a lot of clear steps that are easy to do. Right. Um, Paying off, you know, high interest credit card debt having a six month emergency fund, maxing out your retirement accounts um, with your employer, if you have access to that. I think all those are things that, you know, no matter if you decide to become, you know, a major hardcore investor or not, are good to kind of get your own financial health in order. Um, And then I think getting back to the clarity piece, you know, one of the reasons that I started investing was really just, you know, setting small goals for myself um and really just making um a priority to just start right i think it can be really overwhelming you know people are like oh you know i wish i had put money into xyz company i wish i had bought amazon in this year you know now it's like oh i wish you know i had bought bitcoin in in this year and i think it's, you know, it's really easy to look backwards and beat yourself up and be like i missed xyz thing but you know i think the you know the second best time to start is, is today. And so I think realizing that even if it's just, Hey, you know, I want to take $500 and put it into S&P 500 and know that I've taken a first step, knowing that that is, um, that is moving forward and it can, you know, be the start of something a lot more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, to that point, um, getting started right away is like, I, I think really important, but there's so much noise out there around the market, the right financial planner, this, that, how do you personally get clarity on choosing the right person on taking that right action? I think most people get paralyzed because there's so much noise. They don't know where to start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think to, to your point
1: on clarity, you know, we've had many conversations about this and um, yeah. i been really honored for you to say that, you know, I have been someone who can get clear and I do put it yeah. as a value, but I'll say the, the reason that I'm like that is, you know, I wasn't born that way. Um, so for background, my brother um, is pretty much a musical genius. He was born just <laughs> turning everything into an instrument. He ended up playing in jazz clubs at age sixteen. You know, just being one of those people that was born knowing what they want to do. And I feel yeah. like we have so many people in society that you know that we are icons, right? And it's like, oh, they you know they started this sport at age three. they started um, you know doing this at a really young age and look how far they've come. Um, and I think those people are amazing. but I was someone who was who was not like that. I was born, you know, interested in a lot of things, you know, and being 70 to 80 percent great at some of them. <laughs> So for me, you know, it wasn't clear that I needed to be a musician or an athlete or a lawyer or a doctor. It was clear that, you know, I was a much more um, breath type person versus depth. And so um, it ended up benefiting me in the sense that I was able to try out and move into places like technology that were emerging and changing. And I think it actually ended up benefiting my career. Um, But in terms of a clarity standpoint, I think, you know, it also really forced me to need to focus and write down my goals because it wasn't like there was one main thing that was just appearing um, out of thin air. So for me, it was all about, hey, let me just look at the next year and let me just write down simple goals. It would be three things that I want to do in my personal life, three things that I want to do in my professional life and maybe some values that I wanted to cultivate um, along the way. So getting back to the financial piece, you know, for me, this, once I had decided that I wanted to get involved in angel investing, my simple goal was make one to two angel investments. It wasn't like, find the next Google, it wasn't makes, make X percent, It you know, no. it was just start. And so I think that I found that that has been very grounding for me as a whole clarity process, but also as a way to empower myself just to get going from a financial standpoint and an angel investing. So I share that in hopes that, you know, maybe there's others who um, maybe weren't born knowing exactly what they want to do, or maybe don't have, you know, an MBA in deep analytical finance, but still want to get empowered in this area.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. So it sounds to me that like, you put some goals together and then we're able to just like move towards those goals. And it wasn't like boiling the ocean. It was like, Hey, just let me start with one. Absolutely. I mean, I think that
1: it, people will, uh, People are charmed, but also mystified by my simplicity. Um, I think it is a strength because you know the simpler you can keep it, the easier it is it to get going. So yeah. I think you know, for me, from a clarity standpoint, you know, one just making time to reflect. Um, you know, taking that one hour, and I know, uh, Amina, know, you and I have done this. Um, you know, at the beginning of the year, just sitting yeah. down together, making space together to say, hey, like let's just write down our goals. Right. Um, so having that hour to reflect and actually write it down. Um, and I think some of the things that, you know, you really helped me do was, you know, sharing them. Right. Because I think that that's the other piece, right. It's one uh, thing to take time to get clarity. It's another thing to write it down and remember <laughs> what you even wanted to do. And then, you know, and then having the courage to share it with someone. Right. Um, yeah. Cause I think sometimes it can be very overwhelming to say, you know, oh, I'm going to go from having no angel investments to having two in a year. And once you tell someone, there's that fear of like, okay, what if I don't do this? What if I fail?
0: Um,
1: <laughs> but having someone like you to share it with um, who can then help you. Right. Because that's yeah. what I found the power of sharing these goals is that once people know where you're trying to go um, they'll think of you when they find someone that can help you. So, yeah. um, so I think that it can be as simple as that sometimes. Yeah.
0: yeah I love that. That's really true. And so like, it, I think you hit something really, really important around um, getting clarity is sharing it. Like mm-hmm. the big theme in like, I don't know, the last six episodes of like people that we've interviewed, like it could be an executive director at a nonprofit, a bestseller, like the critical theme. And I know you didn't know this, but this is literally what everyone's saying is like, get your shit clear. Like, you know, just like take the time, but then share it. But then don't sit with your goals. Don't sit with your fears alone.
1: Yeah. And I think I learned that lesson early in my career. You know, um, one of the, you know, I had many lucky breaks in my career. One was, you know, having the opportunity to join Google at a time when they were going through rapid growth. Um, And one of the early breaks I got was having the opportunity after five quarters in the company to go to India and build, you know, what became a 50 person team, Um, you know, I had all this experience in India, but when it was time to come back to the US, you know, yeah. obviously they'd grown so fast that the leadership team that sent me there, like barely remembered that I was out there, you know, I was coming back, you know, and had no job. Um, and there had been a reorg where, you know, basically the job that I would have been training for, you know, no longer existed. And so, you know, I just started telling people, you know, I just started meeting with any managers that I knew and said, you know, here's my situation, right? i am came out here, I grew a huge team, I'm ready to move into a management role, but the management role I've trained for no longer exists. Like, what's your advice? Um, So I tried to tell as many people um, as possible. And one of those people I told, literally identified a position for me, you know, said, hey, I know exactly the person that could fill this. They've already been training and doing a great job. And it's how I was able to get into my first leader, leadership position pretty early in my career. And mm-hmm. it was scary for me to share that, you know, at that time of like, hey, I've done all this work. Now I have no job, you know, what's next? But it ended yeah. up being the most powerful thing in terms of having people advocate for me and open doors that otherwise, you know, would have been open, but maybe I would, have, would not have known to walk through or yeah. wouldn't have been um, visible to me.
0: Yeah, that makes total sense. Oh, I love that. That's cool. So when we think about females, um, I feel, you know, and investing and work and all of that, we don't need to go over all the stats, but clearly, um, women tend to take less action and be, you know, a bit more afraid of making mistakes. Um, and I don't, I don't fully understand the psychology of it or where this comes from, but there's been research of thousands of women in the workplace and men tend to be more confident. They tend to speak out more. They tend to take more risks. They tend to share more about things they're passionate about. So if someone does feel shy and they are afraid to sort of share like, I don't know how do you muster up the courage to do that because it's like you know maybe it's a little easier said than done sometimes definitely i
1: mean i think starting with people you trust is always a really good scenario um so you know starting with the people who are gonna love you no matter what the goal is um i think is is huge and i think having a team of people around you that um, yeah. that are going to champion you no matter what is is so critical. So I think that that's the first step because I know it can be really overwhelming, right? To share yeah. a, you know, a business goal with your manager or even a financial goal with your partner, you know, if you don't have that safe space. So I think starting where, you know, it's going to be a win no matter what. Um, and then, you okay. know, kind of working up the courage to say, hey, you know, um, let me show this to, you know, if it's a career goal, my boss, and then get their feedback on, you know, what I need to do to grow into meeting that goal or what their advice would be. Um, And then if it's, you know, financial goal, I think figuring out, you know, who, who is that, um, that board of advisors that you have around you that could help Meet that. You know, maybe it's someone else you know that you know you admire um, that is farther along in their money journey, um, yep. just getting their their advice of like, hey, I, I want to get started. You know, I really admire what you do. Everyone loves being told that um, they're admired, and um, and I'm sure they're happy to give you know a piece of advice yeah. at least send you to someone that um, may be able to help you.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's totally good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. That's right. And so I think just again like getting really clear on who you want to model. You know, Tony Robbins talks a lot about this. He's like, get clear and don't ever reinvent the wheel. Find out somebody that's just a few steps ahead of you and then ask them. And it's like such an obvious, scary thing, but uh, in fact, it works. So yeah, and having
1: the clarity when you ask too. I think um, I hear a lot from people that are in the public realm that, you know, people will come up to them and they'll be like, will you be my mentor? Right. And it's such an ambiguous ask yeah. that you can't even say yes. It's like, how much time is that? Like, how would that even work? Like, you right. know, but, but really it's like, okay, you might just have one question, right? Like how, you know, for someone who's new, how would I get started in investing in the stock market or how would I get started in angel investing? Right. I think that people can answer one quick question. Right. Um, and so I think, being empowered of like the more specific and clear in yeah. your ask right now um the easier it is for them to say yes and so even having clarity around hey like let me make a couple micro asks to people i admire and then it can always grow from there
0: yeah yeah that's right oh i love that micro asks <laughs> not a big ask but like a little micro ask <laughs> or they do say that um you know when they survey people
1: who meet their goals a lot of times the um the key of how they met them was they set small goals at the beginning you know it wasn't like i'm gonna run a marathon tomorrow it was like i'm gonna run a mile um you know in the next you know like in the next week and so figuring out like how do you just get going with these um you know micro goals or micro asks um that can build something more
0: That's awesome. So let's, let's talk a bit more about your decision to support female founders and your angel investing. Like, I know you wanted to do it. I know you saw that, you know, more of a male dominated field, you wanted to sort of be the change or whatever, but you know, like, uh, can you walk us through your process and like how, like what you did and how you did it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So so as I was saying, um, you know, I had access to a lot of founders. I was finding that, you know, it was pretty much meeting the the metrics that we showed in terms of majority male, very few female. Um, But talking to some of the female founders that um, that were able to get past that initial investment stage you know a lot of the stories were the same in terms of you know they had pitched a ton of vcs the vcs were primarily male and they would get the type of feedback like hey the numbers of this make sense but like we just don't have a feel for this business you know maybe it was a clothing business a beauty business you know and they just didn't they couldn't see the product need because they didn't experience the product. And so it just became so clear to me that we just need more female investors just at every level, because, you know, we see different needs. Like we have a different experience in the world. Like we have different problems and there's going to be, um, this entire universe of companies that we see as viable because, you know, we see different problems and challenges in the world. Yeah. And so, um, so that was such a catalyst. Um, yeah. and then I think the next thing that was, um, that was, really helpful was understanding that there's many other women um like us that are interested in finance that um yeah. want to angel invest um there's quite a few classes and Um, programs for women to get involved in angel investing. Um, I took Class Rebel, um, which has an angel investing one-on-one, which is really great because it also showcases how you can consult for equity in startups in addition to invest. And so I think that's a really great, um, powerful thing to think through, especially if you're not at the point where you want to you know showcase capital, but you have, you know, skills to give that could be really helpful to startups. Um mm. and then Pipeline Angels is another one that um I've had many friends in New York get involved with. So um finding that community um and education I think is really critical. Um yeah. and then you find that you know they're getting a network around you, you know, once you invest um in a startup, um you'll, you know, Typically, you'll see, you know, that there's there's other co-investors and there's other people that are are similar to you. So yeah. I think finding, um, you know, reaching out to some of those people who are co-investing with you and um, learning about what type of companies they're investing in, who they're looking for, seeing how you can help each other. So I think it can be very communal. Um, I think one thing that, you know, a meme that's out there is, you know, your finance journey is um, it's secret, it's something that is just for you, you know, you're not supposed to talk about money. But what I've seen is that when you get into a community of people who are making positive financial goals, or, you know, interested in angel investing, you learn, you help each other. And it's, um it's such a journey. And so it um, it definitely helps ease the way.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so inspiring. I love that so much. Yeah. So it sounds like you uh, what were the names of those two organizations that you just listed again?
1: Class Rebel um, is one that I would definitely recommend. Their Angel Investing 101 class is really great. And then Pipeline Angels, I think it's New York based, but um, it also, you know, kind of has a curriculum that's focused on giving you some of the financial fundamentals and also putting you together with other, um, you know, new angel investors to kind of co-invest. So I think there's many organizations out there, but those are two that I've heard, um, you know, heard and experienced great things about.
0: Oh, I love that. You know, it's like, it's not like rocket science or whatever, you know, but the topic is laced with intimidation and fear. And, and the reality is, is like, to your point, you just got educated. Like if you don't know, like Google's out there, you know, I was like.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, also viewing the process as an education, right? I mean, for me, um, you know, my overall financial strategy is much more grounded in the traditional, right? savings, stock market, retirement, you know, for me, angel investing is much more purpose-driven and it's also a learning vehicle. You know, every dollar that I invest in a startup company, I have to be okay with losing, um, you know, because it's very risky. You know, it's not what I'm betting my financial future on, but I learn through the process, right? Um, Meeting different founders, like understanding the financial models, understanding where I can help. Um, You know, it's almost like thinking about, hey, you know, maybe every year, I'm not going to get a new master's degree. But if I invest in several companies, it's almost like an education for myself. And even if this company doesn't work out, or, you know, we don't understand if this is going to pay out for, for 10 to 12 years, um, I still learned through the process. And I still got to know um, this part of the market, I got to know, um, you know, just new, new arenas. And so I think viewing it as an investment in your own learning and an investment yourself also makes sure that you have value regardless of whether it pans out from a financial
0: standpoint or not. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I love what you said around like, Hey, get your financial house in order first before you sort of venture into the angel section. But, um, You know, I think it's also really valuable if you have some skills, if you're in tech. I mean, I think a lot of us uh, have been. I was at LinkedIn for quite a while and now uh, full time doing my executive coaching. Like um, there are things you can offer startups for equity that can actually be very beneficial and fulfilling.
1: Absolutely. And I think that, you know, there's a real um, value that I've seen that you can add, especially as someone who, is working is operating in a business, you know whether it's marketing or tech or, um, you know, you're in finance. I mean, any there's so many different skill sets that you can offer. And you find a lot of startups, you know, many of their mentors and investors, they're coming just from a finance angle. And maybe they haven't been the operations of the business. And so you, as a mentor or an advisor, or a board member can just add a totally different perspective, you know, because you might be the only woman, you might be the only person that's actually working right. right now and is exposed to kind of real-time things that are happening. And so really owning that power of, hey, you know, maybe I'm not the person who uh, has invested in. 2000 deals before this point. But um, I am the only operator at the table and I have a new perspective and value that I can add to the founders that mm-hmm. I'm working with.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's so true. Like believing in yourself ultimately is so important, right? And like, I, I just, I love, you know, as we wrap up, I love that you gave some really sage advice. I mean, it's, it's about educating yourself. It's about just getting started. I've heard this from so many experts despite what's happening right now in the market and the stock, right? Like the stock market, it's, things are really high right now. And people are really afraid it's going to drop and it might, but you know, that's why dollar cost averaging is really great, right? Cause you can start investing slowly and over a period of time. But I think the key is to get started, um, and, and seek out those people that can actually, uh, Maybe that are a little further along the way that can help. Watch Shannon, you're gonna get like a thousand people now being like, how do I? <laughs> you know, they're gonna ask you micro questions around angel investing.
1: Bring it on! I would love it, especially the opportunity to meet, um, especially smart smart women like yourself, Amina. Always brings me joy. So bring it on. It. I love it.
0: Cool. Well, um, any final words? And, you know, I, I think the thing that struck me the most about what you said was just be kind to yourself. Like if you look at the history of time of like women and empowerment, like we're in a really good place. We're in the best place that we've ever been. I mean, the fact that we have so much more rights than we ever did before is our opportunity to seize that and not operate from fear but use it you know really come from a place of gratitude and say like yes like i want to get started for my future for my empowerment you know um i love that so i was wondering if you had any sort of final words
1: i think that's really right on i think uh, you know being kind to ourselves and realizing you know there's um there's so many inspirational people out there but there's also so many of us that are just getting started in the journey and knowing that the first step can be the most powerful one. Um, You don't have to compare yourself to a billionaire or someone who has been doing it for many years. I think that, um, you know, it's in complete our control to um,
0: ask a a micro question, set a micro
1: goal and just get started.
0: Nice. Okay. Well, everybody, I encourage you to just come up with one micro question and then set that micro goal. And then really, 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 please take action. And don't be afraid to reach out. If you're not sure what to do, or if you're, I don't know, afraid or whatever, just share it with a friend, like, like whatever you need to do to um, take action you know, I think that's really important. So Shannon, thank you so much. Um, where can we find you actually, if we wanted more information or if somebody wanted to run their micro goals by you, (laughs) how do they find you? (laughs) Amazing. So they can go to
1: shannonsnow.com. You can find all my social channels there, um, or here on LinkedIn. Um, and I look forward to meeting everyone.
0: Yes. Yes. Cool. Well, um, everyone, Thank you for joining Tipping Point: The Power of Clarity. Uh, I think you gave us lots of wisdom drops, lots of points for clarity. Um, I'm Amina Zaman, your host. I'm an executive coach and here to answer any questions that you may have around your goals and specifically what may be blocking you. So, um, maybe Shannon, you can come back. Uh, this might not be the last that we see of you. So uh... I would love it any <laughs> any opportunity to see you, Amina. Um... Uh guys here
1: or elsewhere. I look forward to it. Nice.
0: Okay. Well, cool. Um, Thanks everyone. Have a great day. Let us know what you think. Bye.